Well, we're going to hand over to Arrest now to uh, tell us something about the situation in Ukraine. Uh, I'm going to assist him a little bit because some of the film clips he has are in German. And, uh, you know, it's pretty hard to translate from a language you don't know very well into English. Now, I don't know German brilliantly, but I know English reasonably well. So, I'm going to assist Arrest at, on odd occasions by translating to you some of what is being said in the film clips. But most of all, we'll be listening to what Arrest has to say. We welcome him, you know. He's a very long-standing friend of Susan and I and Paul. We've known him for a very long time. Um, dear brothers and sisters, I greet you in the strong name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm uh, very I'm glad that God gave me such privilege that I, have, I am able to be uh, in your country for the second time. I, I applied earlier for either to go also to Britain, but I was rejected. And that was the 50th anniversary of BBS. Uh, you know what is that? Mm -hmm. Bible Educational Services. So, uh, as I told yesterday, I hate your uh, embassy very much. <laughs> this is the worst embassy I have ever met. <laughs> but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> because you are our brothers and sisters. You know, uh, as I told yesterday, I want to repeat that I am really obliged to your country in several occasions. Uh, English is not my, my first language, so if I say something wrong, just correct me, please. Uh, first of all, I want to tell you that the church uh, assembly where I grew up uh, was found by one missionary from Scotland. His name is McGregor. And when I was first time in Britain, I was there and God uh, gave me favor. I, this time I was there at that place too uh, before I came here. Uh, secondly, uh, I have met my wife in the camp, which was met by these two brothers. <laughs> and we are ninth couple uh, of uh, the camp, is it so? <laughs> and uh, actually God gave me a very good wife. She's Ukrainian. My wife, Lesa, and we have seven children. Obviously, uh, Tori, she is fourth year student of medical university. Uh, Mark, second after her. Uh, he just entered to the MEU department of dental culture. And third one, Timmy, he is a uh, 
he is studying to become a dental practitioner, something like this. So, uh, other four, they are still with us. And I used to say, listen to my wife, that I feel like a young couple with this <laughs> first one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the late uh, youngest daughter, she is five years old. Yes, and you know, I see how a big, big blessing is when children are growing the blessings and growing with them. Of course, there are many problems and difficulties with children, but it's really good to see how God is working in their life. And uh, one more moment that is uh, very dear to my heart. We used to translate this uh, Postal Bible School lessons into Ukrainian, which also comes from uh, Britain, from Northern Ireland. And now uh, more than 50,000 children all over Ukraine uh, receive these lessons and can uh, read about and learn about God. So let us pray about this ministry as well. So, uh, we live in such time that I think and I believe that this is, a lot, this is the last time before Jesus will come. Because he said that he will hear about war yeah, in places and recently Seventh of October, if you know what is happening in Israel, and we are watching what is going on there. And uh, I told one brother recently that tomorrow morning we may wake up and the other world will start. Yeah? Who knows? And it's very strange to me, but understandable, that we have everything now. We have what to eat, where to live, we have good cars, we have everything. And looks like we can live and praise God for that, yes? But instead, evil is growing up, yeah? And uh, we as a Christians uh, ought to be a salt and light to that uh, world and to show him, show this world that uh, God is coming soon and we have to be ready for his meeting, to meet him. And that's why I wanted to to quote such a small passage from Ezekiel 3, where God tells to the, uh, to the prophet, Therefore thou son of man, prepare this stuff for removing. Uh, when Bohem started, started, we uh, had many, they call them temporary displaced people or refugees that moved further to, uh, to Europe. Uh, even in our house, for three months we had two families from Mariupol. And, uh, you know, when I asked, asked people, even in Germany, or I met some in Canada, European recently, uh, were you expecting the war would come? Were you ready to, the, to uh, go away from your home place? And they said, no, uh, we were not. And even when we lived earlier uh, on the northwest of Ukraine in the uh, 2014, 
we had also uh, first uh, when the, that was started in the East, we didn't call them that a war, but anyway, that people were running away from uh, war there, and we accepted also refugees to displaced people, and uh, they were coming with cars, and children were getting out of the car without shoes and without proper clothing, you know, because they had they said we didn't have time to take at least what was needed. And you know, this is such a uh, reminder to me that we know with you that we are temporary people here in this earth, yes? And we are not citizens of this earth. We belong to different country, which is spiritual, which is not earthly <coughs> country, although we live uh, I live in Ukraine, we live in Britain, yes. Uh, Germans live in Germany. And we have local authorities, and we have to live according to those laws. But as we become God's children, we are His property, we are His citizens. And we are going to the city that founder and architect is Him, Jesus Christ, yes. And we are waiting for the time that He will come. But the question for us is are we ready? Move. Have we prepared stuff for moving? And this was so that people were not ready. But they had to move because there was no possibility to stay. And let us understand that we are really temporary and we have to be ready to prepare everything, the stuff for moving. So, this is my name. I am from Ukraine, but President Mukachevo, and this is Ukraine map Ukraine, where you can see uh, how far we live from uh, the war for is here, and we live here on the opposite side. Yes, we used to live here for 14 years. There was a clinic where I worked as a doctor, supported by Germans, and then uh, we moved here, where I was actually born. Uh, and my parents live not far from me. Uh, this is Mukachevo, the place, the name of the place where I live. It's a fairly big town, I would say, in your understanding. Yes, it's like uh, 80,000 inhabitants in it. But what is the interesting thing about our city, our town, that uh, we have the biggest community of gypsies, Roma people, in it. It's uh, more than 16,000 people, you know. And uh, many Roma people live uh, in this area. Actually, mo mostly in every small village can be their community in every town, for sure, they live. And that's why uh, we, do. we have to work with them. And I would say that this is the most open nation now to receive Christ, to receive gospel. You know? uh, I work as a GP, family practitioner, uh, almost more than 20 years. This is my office in Mukachevo. And this brother is uh, from Germany. Uh, we call them uh, Russian Germans. Do you know the history of the Germans were in Russia? They, they moved back to Germany. That's a very interesting story. You may read about uh, that's uh, Mennonites. They were persecuted, and then they, uh, <coughs> their forefathers 
went to Ukraine. Then by Stalin, they were sent to Siberia and to Kazakhstan. And uh, many of them uh, moved back from Kazakhstan and now uh, live in Germany. They have their uh, churches there founded, and uh, they can speak fluent Russian. They can speak Russian, that's why they have priority and may come uh, and help us uh, with uh, working with Roma people. And they have many projects, like I, when I lived in Ternopil, there was another church working. They supported uh, women for that I worked. Actually, they paid everything, electricity, uh, other salary, and their uh, aim was to start church planting. So, uh, this is the map of uh, the uh, war, of the beginning of the war. You see the Russians trying to start this part of Ukraine. So, the, the rest would not be have a uh, sea. No. They wanted uh, to cut west from the rest uh, of Ukraine and to say, because the problem is, maybe that's an advantage, difficult to say that uh, this part of Ukraine, we speak Ukrainian language. And this part speaks Russian. You know? And our politicians uh, always do a problem with this before elections. They wanted actually on this to make points for themselves, yes? That, uh, and that's why uh, Putin says that we wanted to save uh, Russian-speaking world in Ukraine from the rest of uh, uh, Europe and America and whatever. Yes? But he was not expected that uh, people don't want to become part of Russia. Yeah. So as I mentioned, uh, uh, we have a, we, before the war, we work uh, with widows and orphans, and we work now as well. Uh, and because uh, Gypsy Nation is very poor, there are many orphans there and, and widows. And our main goal is to uh, save for them. So uh, humans built this uh, nice center. It is called the Children's Center. Uh, uh, named Ark, and you can see here is written in Ukrainian and here is written in Hungarian. That's interesting because that's, uh, this is a part which is near Hungarian border, and this community of teachers they speak Hungarian. And I struggle with that language, it's very difficult, the most of the difficult languages in Europe. So uh, uh, I, I come here twice uh, a week. And here is my uh, like office. I have ultrasound, uh, ECG machine that I may uh, help uh, gypsies, poor gypsies with uh, primary medical care. And uh, uh, these gypsies I mentioned, they speak Hungarian, and we call them Hungarian gypsies. We have Ukrainian gypsies, they speak only Ukrainian, and they don't know uh, gypsy language, and they don't know Hungarian language. And we have uh, Real gypsies, they speak gypsy language. <laughs> That's a little bit complicated, but it is so. And I'm glad that uh, God loves all of them, yes, like us too. It doesn't matter what language you speak and what color of skin you are. God loves all, and He said, sent His Son to die for all, yeah? for Jews and for Ukrainians and for all. 
and he's really, really great God. And uh, uh, in Transcarpathia, uh, in, in our region, there is the biggest uh, Roma church, like that, that are, there is more than uh, thousand members in it. And Raj had the opportunity to be there. <laughs> he was, I think, quite shocked <laughs> to be there. But uh, there are two schools, uh, which is, uh, they don't want to go to school and do study. They uh, sometimes they don't even know, in, uh, when I adults, they don't know to read. But they know how to come. That's, <laughs> they do not very good. Yeah, that, that's why we try to persuade them to help them uh, at least to learn to read the Bible. And uh, there are two, like one school, but two departments of the school in different uh, villages uh, where we try to teach them at least something, uh, like from the first to the fourth grade. Uh, we don't have more classes because, you know, when they are 14, they uh, they are married. They go to marry, right? <laughs> and that's one more crazy thing about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is this was before the war, uh, and now we have these elements which I can take and uh, drive to different uh, communities, Gypsy communities, uh, to help them with the medical care, primary medical care, because I'm a primary doctor. Uh, in healthcare, and uh, uh, we have some doctors from abroad. They are coming. Last time was uh, a group uh, from uh, Taiwan of doctors, and we went to that biggest church to help uh, them with medical care. Then we had doctors from Czech Republic and from other parts of Ukraine, and as a part uh, of medical organization. Uh, we use this car and go to very poor uh, places with a uh, group of doctors. There are surgeons, uh, family doctors, and neurologists. Uh, and we, through that, want to preach uh, the gospel for people. And one more uh, thing that we want, sometimes we take with us non-believers, volunteers, doctors, and this is actually also the opportunity to tell them about Jesus. <coughs> and uh, this ambulance uh, very often goes to the east, to the front line, and uh, there are doctors, volunteers that spend the uh, holidays, they leave their families, and uh, go to that places. At the moment, uh, the car is uh, at the Kharkov, which is uh, very east of Ukraine, and uh, go to those uh, territories uh, where the nearest clinic is located like 200 kilometers, so it's very difficult to find medical care at this time. And uh, during this uh, such outreaches, we distribute food and clothes, and the main purpose is to preach God, because you can really see how people in need, they uh, have hunger for the word of God. Yeah. And uh, I heard a uh, witness of one uh, man, he said, 
like uh, before all I would never listen to God I would never listen to you but in these days when it is war when we have a need I, my heart is more opened and I understand that I really need God yeah, that's uh, really amazing <clears throat> and you can see how he is living in the Nazca region <coughs> like these people are coming and uh, receive uh, medicine and help uh, in the car you may uh, see the patients and this was you will see later when the electrical station was bombed a flood in Kherson region You find <laughs> here we are in the in north south Nika in the Harkiv region. Harkiv is in the extreme uh, north east. North east, yeah. You have to click again, like video. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This sister, this sister, she is ministering uh, among the stupid. She. Uh, Pick them up uh, on the street before the war, and the war, when the war uh, uh, came, uh, they, they didn't move somewhere, they stayed in Kharkiv and they lived in the basement. Uh, and they, you can hear even later in this video of the, uh, the bombings just behind somewhere. So we can see how they were taking this the law. We that there are no stores, shops, only volunteers come and bring resources for yeah, and they, they are not sitting just put their hands together, they serve to people around, to elderly people. Uh, when someone brings uh, help for them, they go and give for these people as well. Yeah, this small girl uh, lost the leg as a result of bombing. And uh, every year we have a. Uh, <laughs> so we, we give uh, school uh, bags for normal people, very for school. Uh, children in Germany, they pick them together, pick them up. We take them here and we bring them distribute. So uh, this, when the war has started, we decided to send children to the east. <laughs> she is so grateful. After everything she takes out, she says, thank you, thank you. Yeah. 
Wir sind hier in dieser Stadt Hangeske. Hinter mir ist ein Krankenhaus. This is a state in Ukraine. Behind me, he says, is a hospital. But we come here with our ambulance. It's a blessing to God that we are able to help these people in their trauma and suffering. So you can see that uh, that clinic is totally destroyed after bombing. Yeah, so it's... And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Uh, they have uh, this lady had an accident and lost uh, her van so uh, we helped them now with uh, the van and uh, it recently had come to Ukraine it is a little damaged and we are renewing it for uh, their purpose so they might use it further and so the Lord so this is this is the uh, big flood in the Hirsau region caused by, by the blowing up of the town. This is the help that was brought to them because of the flooding. Many blessings, and she's thankful to the Lord. 
Thank you for the brothers who brought help as well, for the fellowship that she is in, but thank you most of all for the Lord. I want to praise and worship Him. Вот такая картина. Человек наглядывает на счет АК, счет надо забирать, а тут еще стреляет. Он все по крышу затопает. Картина весьма печальная. Сейчас будем этого человека забирать. Люди просят помощи. Ну, сейчас я в ходе счет АК. Люди еще просятся. Он человека там стоит, на крыше просит, чтобы мы не забрали. А заберет его или нет? Попробуем сейчас. Без еды сидит бедолаха. Сейчас еду подвезем, но может, может и заберем. Но лодка у нас маленькая, и переживаем, что она не перевернулась. В общем, вот так вот. Дома затоплены. В общем, все, все весьма печально. Вот такая картина. Человеку, а я водичку кушать. Забрать не можем, места нет. Уезжаем уже домой. Флаг это обязательный знак, потому что говорят, The next town is called Liman, where our volunteers took regularly help. We had several groups from our church and those who lived in Kharkiv. They were coming to us, taking food back and and the cloth. And we had a really funny situation once, like. A big company in Germany that have many Russian stores. Maybe you don't. You don't. Do you have such like Turkish store here? No. So in in Germany it's very popular. There are many. I told you Russian Germans and they remember their products from Soviet Union. So there are such stores. Roger, maybe you saw them. And one man. Uh, like he gave like several uh, trailers of, of uh, Russian food, <laughs> like uh, cereals, um, candies, and whatever. And candies were called Pobeda, which is victory <laughs> in Russian. And can you imagine such a trailer comes to the border and uh, crossed Polish border, and when on the Ukrainian side they saw this. You are. We have got a war with Ukraine, and you are giving us Russian products. And are you taking this for their victory? This can't. This no. That was really funny. So, and they couldn't get through the border. 
So uh, I have friends from uh, uh, Netherlands, and they had a, a, a big container on the border with uh, Ukraine and Hungary. So we uh, downloaded all these uh, products there. And the problem was another one that uh, not, not many people couldn't cross the border uh, because, like, if I am a man, I'm obligated to serve in the army. But there is exception if I have many children, more than three, then I can cross the border, uh, border you know. <laughs> so I took my boys <laughs> with a truck <laughs> and we crossed the border to uh, put all this from small packages, one kilogram, into big packages. So they would not see that they are from Russia. <laughs> so they are not from Russia, but they are Russian, uh, written in Russian, you know. And uh, I am glad that uh, I could uh, show an example for my boys and use them as a, uh, so they might learn uh, to serve Lord, yes. And we, we took young people, especially uh, girls, sisters, our young sisters from youth went together there, spent time repacking everything, <laughs> downloading the truck, small truck, and then several times going back, back, and then back. And uh, once uh, my son, who, he, who will become dentist, he, he crossed the border, they crossed uh, on foot, and uh, that officer thought that he is taking uh, uh, cigarettes and alcohol. Because there is such a business there. He told him, I believe I don't have. So they checked him, <laughs> everything. Uh, and he said, I know that you are hiding something from me. <laughs> but they had, never could find something, of course. So. They're coming for food and bedding that comes from Germany. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you from the bottom of our heart. And she took it. This is a picture of people cooking outside. Because everything is pumped, there is no electricity, no water. So, uh, you know, as I mentioned, that we work uh, with Roma people, but sometimes they are living in even worse uh, circumstances than people near the war even without uh, the war. And uh, uh, we have a burden and sometimes, so somehow, want to inter intervene and to change their style of life. Uh, and I believe because uh, they live without God, 
uh, they live such style life, you know. And uh, sometimes it's very difficult to teach them what is necessary to do to change the life. And uh, of course, you can give them every time fish, and they would come every day for that to take that fish. But our desire is to give them a rod, fishing rod, and to teach them how to catch it. <laughs> so we tried. Uh, to teach them to plant uh, t uh, potatoes, uh, but if you see that potatoes, uh, in a while, uh, all these potato bugs had eaten everything <laughs> on the distal left. But uh, anyway, uh, you can see the difference between non-believer and believer gypsy. And uh, we'd like to share a story uh, how that uh, biggest church had started. Uh, once uh, one gypsy man, and usually uh, in at our region they do pipes for roofs to collect water, you know. And uh, uh, one Ukrainian, he happened to deliver, invited uh, his to to do for him this work. And uh, after they have finished, he invited them to eat. Usually Ukrainians are not open to gypsies; they don't like them because they, they smell and they behave bad. But this brother invited him to himself and uh, shared him gospel. So that so touched his uh, heart that he started to read. Uh, he, he, uh, he knew uh, to read the Bible. And this is a witness of his uh, son, who was very small at that time. He told my dad before uh, he became a believer, he was a drunk. Usually they drink a lot and uh, spend their life in vain. Uh, actually, their style of life is like, if they have got money, they spend it today. They have hundreds of uh, grimness, they will spend hundred thousand, they will spend thousand, doesn't matter, just they live one day. Yeah? And <clears throat> he told them he was coming back drunk, he was so angry and uh, beat us children that mommy had to uh, grab us and run away to her mom. And he could come home and if the fire, fireplace, he could take this uh, fireplace and throw it through the window with the fire in it, you know. So such crazy he was when he was done. And uh, after that, uh, when he heard the gospel, Excited how uh, the believer accepted him and invited him for lunch. Uh, he started to read the Bible and uh, uh, came to Christ, accepted Christ as his savior. Uh, and his son says that their life totally changed. He, be he became become a new creature. He started to uh, speak with us normally, to teach us, to spend time with us. Uh, never trained, and actually, this son is now a senior uh, elder in this assembly. It's a really great, great blessing because, uh, although he, he is not uh, educated, but he is um, um, very, he's very good preacher. He sings nice, you know, and they, they have a group of uh, evangelists, uh, Roman evangelists. And they travel all over Ukraine uh, to Roma, 
communities to Ukrainian communities to pick the gospel, even they go to different countries. You know, that's, but to Romania, they go very often. You know, and this is a really exciting to see how God can change the life of people. You know. And uh, the children in the schools, they learn by heart Bible. You know, and when they they want to, uh, to learn, because they don't want to go to public school, because the public school teachers don't accept them normally, you know, because they are noisy and they don't want to learn to study, so it's very difficult to handle it. You know. But in, in, the, in this school, Christian school, they uh, like to go, like to learn, and uh, they, when they learn to read, immediately they learn the Bible by heart, and they can, can quote uh, that big passages in the whole chapters from the Bible. And they sing very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I showed you that center. Uh, uh, actually, that's our center of our organization. And it started only three years ago. Uh, the man who is in charge, how do you call him, who is the, the head of the Gypsy community? We call him Baron. <laughs> the mayor. Uh, actually, he's not the mayor. <laughs> Baron, you, yeah, I, I think it's only. I think that would, we would understand. Baron, Baron is basically the big boss. The big boss, actually. Uh, in gypsy community, it's it is so like if they have some problems within, uh, they go to this man, and what he said, that's the law, and all problem is gone. <laughs> Very simple <laughs> to, to to do that. And uh, before coming to Christ, he was really a bad man. He drank a lot, he could sleep under the, uh, his house, uh, although he had uh, ten children. He has ten children, you know, they, uh, and Jesus has a very big uh, family. And very often they don't legalize their uh, marriage because they can get more uh, money from the state. Right? It is, so they live together, but before the uh, government, they are like one mom and many children, and they receive no money for this as a source of help. And uh, uh, when he heard the gospel, and he believed, accepted Jesus in his heart, he is totally different man now. Now we can see that he is thinking about his family. Uh, his uh, last time I was there, he is building a new building for where he wants to have pigs to draw them up to sell them for food. And uh, it's really encouraging that uh, you can see how God is changing life in the, in the, uh, in the and uh, for three years uh, there is assembly more than 30 members. So it's very interesting. So uh, actually that's everything I wanted to tell you if you have any questions, just you may ask it. If I may go, I will answer. I showed you the distance. Uh, so we live in the, the most uh, safest place in Ukraine. 
Uh, we had once bombing, it was at the beginning of the war, but uh, maybe 65 kilometers from us. So it uh, wanted to damage railways, uh, railways and that's all. But now just we, we hear alarms when, when uh, missiles and bombs are coming to West Ukraine. And you can hear that, for example, in Kyiv, very often they bomb, which is you know, 220 kilometers from us. But in our region, it is not. And you know, uh, as I told you before, uh, I worked on the northwest of Ukraine, but not the region. And uh, there was a question for us to, to stay there or to move. And because of children, there was small church and not uh, so good for other children. So we decided to move to my parents. And after we moved, my wife's uh, mom also moved because her husband had died. So I see how God led us and uh, helped us not to stay there, because otherwise I would not live in Ukraine. I would live in Germany. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, one more problem that I wanted to pray about it. Uh, many churches are bombed and many are just empty because uh, elders left east and uh, escaped to USA, to whatever, you know. And uh, people, they come to church, they want to hear the gospel, but, but there is no one who can preach them. Rush, are you still receiving refugees or is that? Uh, it happens from time to time. Uh, Especially, for example, like after the song, uh, in such cases, but uh, not, not more, not more. Yeah, and those, uh, very, very often, uh, uh, when family comes, they stayed for night or two nights at our house and moved further because they had they have big families. But those who couldn't uh, cross the border, they are still living uh, there near us. Uh, and uh, at the beginning, we had uh, two families in our home uh, from Mariupol, uh, and then they couldn't cross the border, so they had to, to stay here. So we had them for three months, and the, the, the <laughs> what was the big struggle for me that they were very pro Russian. <laughs> you know, it's very interesting, and I was quite shocked that the viewers in the East were very pro Russian, and that means, you know, the, the problem. Uh, what news they will watch it. That's why I wanted to like to, to want you as well <laughs> to uh, and want us as well. Like, whom do we believe? Where do we take information? Yes. Uh, and I like one, one brother said that in Soviet times, uh, our fathers, with just Bible in hands, could determine where is truth and where is false. And today we have got so much information, you can open YouTube or whatever and listen to whatever you want. Yeah? And that's the problem. Where is the truth? Uh, truth is only in the Bible. But we can read the Bible and see that what God has said, it is uh, fulfilling. And that he's coming very soon. That's why I wanted to, to, to tell you that yeah, God says, prepare yourself prepare stuff for you to live this uh, earthly life and we should understand that we are citizens not this time although we are 
Ukrainians, we are Welshmen. <laughs> I would not say Englishmen because <laughs> there's one Englishman here. Oh, good. <laughs> no, we are all precious in God's sight. That's, that's very important for us. Well, rest. We want to pray with you. Yes, please. Um, and I'm thankful. I'm thankful to you that you are praying for us. I when I had my tea in the morning, I saw my name over also on your prayer list. <laughs> that was very encouraging. Thank you very much. May God really bless you. So let's pray. Rest. Our God and our Father, we want to. Thank you for what Arrest has been able to tell us this morning, to actually hear firsthand about what is happening, what you are doing, the ministries that are being carried out. We give you our grateful thanks. We want very particularly this morning to pray for Arrest and his family. We pray for Lesia, our God and our Father, that she has big responsibilities with the children, that you will bless her. Father, we pray for Victoria, we pray for Mark, <coughs> we pray for Andrew, we pray for Benji, we pray for Timothy, uh, we pray for Lydia, and we pray for Anita. Lord, we just bring each one of them to you. You know what needs each one has got, and we ask our God your blessing upon them. So, Father, we just come to you. Lord, we want this horrible war to finish as soon as possible. We'd like it to finish today. We bring it to you, and we ask your blessing upon all those who are serving. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.